Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome to the Rugby Pod, brought to you in proud partnership with Guinness. Don't forget, we're giving five rugby club bars across the UK a Guinness makeover. All you got to do is email DIYGNS at therugbypod.com with the name of your club and a photo of your clubhouse bar. And for extra points, just send us a tweet with hashtag DIYGNS. Winners will be announced in November, so get your entries into DIYGNS at therugbypod.com. And remember, Guinness asks that you drink responsibly, so please don't include any irresponsible drinking in your entries. Big Jim and Goody are here as usual, but we've had a change of scenery this week. We're in Twitter HQ in Soho, Jim's backyard. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so welcome. Welcome to the Twitter offices. I facilitated it. Oh, did you really? No. Are we here because you guys are big influencers and that what you're always going on about, Jim? Seemingly. We're now branching into mainstream. Not that we didn't like our last studio, but I mean, I'm very comfortable here. I'm drinking Guinness (laughs) through a Twitter mug. (laughs) So you guys were... um, both working over the weekend. How how was your weekend? I've got a bone to pick with Goody. Okay, go ahead. so I had a few days off. I had a few days off this week, uh, which was nice. So I spent some time with the family for the first time. You learned their names. Uh, Go on, real, got, real off three, your kids' names. I've got three of them. So I've got JJ. Yeah, favourite. Yeah, Jack James. He's my favourite. <laughs> Phoebe, who's my daughter, who's five, and the twins are Max. I can't remember the the, the other one. Um, yeah. Freya, Freya. Freya. I've got it just off the producer, Freya. (laughs) So I spent a bit of time with them. Poor Freya. And we spoke about last week on the podcast, didn't we, in terms of managing my time a little bit more, trying to get that balance of work, travel, uh, the rock and roll lifestyle, and family. Not in that order. So one of the things I've said is I'm going to step up to the mark with my uh, son in terms of homework. So take him to tennis. Going to start taking him to rugby, maybe, if he's good. So hold on. He only gets to go to rugby if he's good. No, he 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 hasn't been yet. Horrible dad. Take him to rugby. If he's good, right? So this is the bone that I've got to pick. So this morning, uh, Beck says, well, he's got a bit of maths homework to do. Phone Mrs. Good. I was like, great. I said, I'll sit with him. I said, out of all my kind of academics, academia, maths was like one of my stronger points because Mrs. Good was there to facilitate. He's whipped out the maths homework. I couldn't even do question one. (laughs) So there was these ones which were because my wife told me she, and she was an accountant before so she obviously was half decent at maths so I, I was too embarrassed to bring her over and say I, I, I can't work out question one do you think I know what a greater sign looks like are you joking I, Matt I'm not joking you don't know what a greater sign looks well, like well whose fault is that the, whose fault is yours? that yours no it isn't it's you your mum's yeah. <laughs> mate it's your mum's fault I'm my going mom, through you know, is a very good teacher she does a lot of uh, mentoring and tutoring of people in and around the Coventry area now Mate, she was great. She was great at mentoring. But you just didn't listen. She picked me up from my house. Have a look at yourself. Yeah, I, I did. Stop blaming I, yeah. other people. I'm not blaming. No, I'm not. Mate, she, your mum was my maths teacher, to and you. I couldn't even do a seven-year-old. <laughs> I mean, he might even be five to do a five-year-old maths because I'm not because he's, he's not been he's not had his dad there to <laughs> teach him. You're on the Long. Premiership Rugby Cup. What else are you? The big one, the big comp. Yeah, new comp, isn't it? Yeah. So Jim was on Saturday afternoon, wasn't he? You did Saracens Leicester, the big game. Yeah. And then Sunday I was up in Newcastle, so I left the house. Long day, isn't it, when you go and do pitch side and comms? Yeah. So I left the house at quarter to eight in the morning. Uh, clocks went back. Oh, what about, do your kids get up early? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> no idea, I lost the wife. I got home at quarter to 11. So I did, I did a Jim Hamilton, basically. I saw my kids for two minutes in the day and then... And then so we're yeah, here. busy weekend. Yeah, but... Well, it's the exciting bit being at Twitter, isn't it? Mate, it is. It's like, it's, you know, the, the big lights. It's like Hollywood, we're in Soho. Um, yeah, so I did the Saracens-Leicester game. Uh, I had quite a lead role. Enjoyed it. Deserved it. Deserved what? I just don't know whether the budget was there to bring anyone else in <laughs> alongside me. That's why so the Premiership Cup works. What's it your, is. What's your feedback been like from fans on Twitter and things like that? Yeah, it's not as if I put my name. Well, sometimes I don't Google my name. 
You do you ever put your name in the search engine? You're the sort, you're the sort of bloke that does that. Do you ever, do you ever put your name in the search engine or not? Of course I do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> when you're getting abused on Twitter, of course you want to see all the. Oh, do you feel bad when you get abused or not? No, I laugh. It makes me do, laugh. Actually, no, come on. Do you no, get... no. Generally, it makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, it depends. It depends what it is. Actually, if you've if you said something wrong in a game, i.e. you've commentated on a game, and I did it yesterday. Luckily, I corrected myself straight away. So there was a extra broke through. Ended up putting a chip through to, to score, and one of the lads, Max Badilli, I think it was, has gone to take the ball and knocked it on. I haven't seen he's knocked the ball on. It looked like to me, from where I was watching, he got taken out. And I've gone in on the ref. I've said, you know, you've got to play on there and let the play unfold, let them score the try, and then check it with the television match official. As I'm saying that, the producer's saying, Goody, he's clearly knocked it on. <laughs> so I've gone, ah, oh, seen the replay, and I've gone, I'm completely wrong. Sometimes commentators can get it completely so wrong. So you've Admitted. held your hands up? Oh, of course I have, yeah. What do you mean, of course you have? Never I'm an honest guy, mate. I, I just tell the truth. You do and, speak the truth. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when you're wrong, you've got to say it yourself. I was if wrong. you're calling other people out, um, you've got to have the ability to admit your own mistakes as well, haven't mm. you? So, uh, and then I looked on Twitter and some bloke was like, Andy Goode's blind, he hasn't seen the knock on. But that's, you know, that is what it is. But, you know, when people come out with just abuse because they're behind a keyboard and yeah, that's the platform that social media gives people, isn't it? And would they say that sort of thing to your face? No, they wouldn't. But it actually makes me laugh that someone's that angry behind their phone at a comment that I've made or said, and they have to get it off their chest. Yeah, I, I, I made a mistake at the weekend that I got told off by the producer. So you've got the producer in your, your ear in commentary. Christoph Ridley. I was calling mm. him Christopher Ridley. Christoph. Yeah, Christoph. He didn't, he didn't look like a Christoph. Christoph seems mm. more of a French. Yeah, more French. Why well, putting on the worst accent ever? More of a French. <laughs> More of a, so I was calling him Christopher. Yeah, but I know he listens to the show and he's a good ref, good young referee. So I apologies. To you the week on Twitter, actually. Mate, he, he, good, ref, good ref. Good yeah. ref. So I feel bad. Like you know, if I saw him, I'd be like, "All right, Chris, how you doing?" There's a few of the refs that listen to the podcast. Yeah, they love it. Um, but Christoph Ridley apparently he's, he makes the big time up in Loughborough. Dominates the student union. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Apparently, some stories floating around. I'm sure there is. He's a good, good looking lad. He wants to keep his nose clean. Okay. We'll discuss the Pro 14 Ultimate Internationals and answer some of your questions shortly. Uh, but first, just a quick reminder to check out our new Superfan subscription service on Patreon. And we have actually... Yeah, let's talk about that, shall we? This is You're a bit nervous, are you? You've got a bit quiet. A little You're a bit, bit nervous. Palms are sweaty. So what, what was the bet you made? And we talked about this last heavy. week. <laughs> let's not deflect it. Let's get back just because you can't rap, that's why I go to you, can you? Well, no, you, you've only started rapping since Corbs came on and dominated. Uh, anyway, going back to you, Andy Rowe, that bet that you made... Remember? We talked about it last week. You can't have forgotten. Joe Marler would give me a haircut. No, no. You said you would get a Joe Marler-esque haircut. Yeah. A mohawk if we got to 500 subscribers. And last week you were like, yeah, by the weekend. And oh, by the weekend, we made it. Happened on Sunday. But I'm not going to split years. I'm not going to split years. Well, by Friday. But yeah, so you get no, a mohawk. Yeah, no, but listen, but, but we spoke before the podcast started. And we were like, this is going to be great. We've got the live show tomorrow. It's a great opportunity to do it there. We've said a zero like a bick. And, then the mo- and you're like, no, no, I can't do it till after Christmas. I can't I do, do a zero. We'll I'll do a one. Then. You Just said do a one. Then. You said, I never said I'd do a zero. You said you do a Joe Marler haircut. He literally side. shaves it as tight as you can shave it. Down hey, the side this is going to be on my terms. It's well, not. No, no, no. It doesn't <laughs> work like that. You lose no. a bet. It's not on your terms. You never no. shaved your hair. He did. What yes, happened? I did. Look, it's hardly growing back. Yeah, look. Thank you so much to everyone who has signed up. No, hold on. So when are we doing it? The live show tomorrow? Not tomorrow. I can't do it before Christmas. What do you mean you can't do it before Christmas? Why can't you do it before Christmas? you're talking about getting a zero, and I've got a wedding to go to. When? At Christmas. Mate, we are two months away from Christmas. I'm not I'm not getting it. If you don't get it done, I'm unsubscribing. I'm going to hold you down, sit on your gym, you do the honours. I'm shaving your head. 
Thank you so much to everyone who's signed up so far. And if you're interested in getting a load of extra content, being added to our pre-release list for details on live shows and being in with a chance to come into the studio and watch the show being recorded, it'll cost you less than a price of coffee a month. Just check out patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod for more details. And see Andy Rose, Joe Hacker yeah. At some point. The premiership wasn't on this weekend, uh, but they announced pre- uh, plans for a new uh, season structure that will see rugby played 11 months of the year. What do you guys make of that? Goody. Oh, we haven't spoken about it. We haven't actually. Have we? No. Um, I don't think... It, I, I said on BT Sport, I said before the game when I was with Martin Bayfield. You read my column beforehand, right? Yeah, I read it. Of course on I did. On rugbypass.com. Of course I did. Uh, what was the most games you played in your career? In a row, Not in a row, but in a season? Oh, I'd have got mid-30s. You reckon? Mm. So but I was hanging. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But now the game, 35 games... And I know there's other stuff in there, isn't there, in terms of you know, 20 minutes, that's the that's what they're capping it at, and you can be on the bench. And then if you, if you, if you play more than 20 minutes, that's clusters uh, an appearance. Yep. I think 35 games is way too much it to is. be playing. So full stop. It doesn't matter if you drag the season out and there's, and there's rest in the season. 35 games in this modern-day professional game is too many. I actually I, I spoke about it in my uh, column for Rugby Pass, and... Yes, okay, they've made the effort to supposedly reduce the amount of rugby that players are playing, but the mental effect of it by the fact that you're extending the season over 11 months. And I look at a few quotes. So Tom Tom Young spoke about the dread of a premiership season mentally when it's 10 months long. Imagine what it's like when it's an, a month longer. Um, and you do get, you know, you get time off now in the season, don't you? So if you're injured, you'll get the club generally will give you a week away from the club. If you're a first-team player that's not involved in internationals, you will go away, you know, premiership cup weeks, you will go away on holiday for a week. I was... You know, I'd get to Dubai two or three times a year during those weekends, which is great. There and are that, other places as well. There are, you know? um, but you need the, you need that buffer in the season. But you do get to April, May, and you are absolutely shot to pieces. So to extend it over, I, I don't think it looks at play welfare at all. You know, the the mental side of it is, is, is equally as important as the physical side. And I said one of the things I said on in the column about a game now. The value of a game now is, in terms of the contacts, the collisions, the amount of ball in play time, is a lot more than it was five years ago. You know, so uh, you know, ball in play now is probably going up to forty-five minutes a game, something like that. Do you say? I don't know why you're looking at me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you play for no two idea. minutes, but you know, the amount of collisions, the amount of rucks there are because of the new regs, the new laws. You're putting your body one game of rugby now. You're putting your body through a lot more than you did five years ago. I'd say it's a game and a half nearly from five years ago in terms of their impact on your body and that so I don't think they've done enough to reduce the amount of players uh, games that the guys are playing but also if you're an international you're someone like Owen Farrell there's 22 premiership games then a semi-final final so 24 in total there's six group games in Europe that's 30 quarter final semi-final final 33 so you've got four autumn internationals five Six Nations games and then a three-match tour at the end of it so actually that's 45 games that you could possibly plus pre-season games be involved in you know, you're probably going to play 15 Premiership games, but it's still way too much rugby. And, and, you know, ultimately, all the players want to play in every international fixture, don't they? Because if you're an England player, we've, we've said it on the pod, you're getting 25 grand a game mm. to play for England. So, of course, you want to make yourself available for every game. And I remember, was it last Autumn Internationals when Owen Farrell got rested? He was absolutely fuming. Yeah. But, you know... Well, that was off the back of the, the, the line saw. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, I, I think it, they haven't looked at it mentally from the player's point of view. Physically, I can understand they're trying to reduce it, but I think a lot more needs to be done. That, as Jim said, uh, reducing the amount of games that they play is, is paramount. Jim Bryan tweeted us here at Twitter HQ, given Damien Hopley, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Damien Hopley. Uh, given his endorsement of the premiership announcement of extension to the players' season and reduction in games for the Lions, when did his primary job become protection of the premiership instead of the players'? 
do players need a proper body looking after them? Well, I think firstly, the RPA do a great job for the players, like they do. They're probably the leading player unions out of all the countries in the world, I'd yeah. say. From what I've seen, I don't know too much about the Southern Hemisphere, so it's probably a harsh comment. You know, we spoke about the Restart charity when we had Ed Jackson on the other week, and I'm not too sure how much influence Hoppers, if you mates with him, Damien Hopley, will have in terms of influencing the structure of the season. They'll have an input because they'll want to think about player welfare which they which is always at the forefront of anything that these bodies do and I know Hoppers is, is massive on it uh, and the way that they've helped other players in their transition who've, who've had injury illness you know they, they've not been ex- had contracts extended so I think that they'll be looking to do the right thing is this the right thing it, it's a step in the right direction they're obviously looking at it you know the stuff around concussion HIAs this is all at the forefront of, of everyone's minds in terms of player welfare. But again, 35 games is too much. I'm not too sure how much influence the RPA will have on Prem Rugby, um, how much influence will Rugby have on, have on this matter as well. For me, I think the issue lies around there not being a global season. You know, you've got different unions. You've got like the Pro 14, for example. The guys are centrally contracted and we spoke about the benefits of that. So at the minute, it's trying to work out, it's trying to centralise everything to maximise player welfare. You know, England, the RFU, the Premiership, the RPA, there's something not quite right in terms of where it's going. So they're clearly looking at it, but it's just not at the at the stage where it needs to be yet. It's all around global seasons that trying to get to towards a level playing field when everyone seems to play rugby at the same time. That's why the Premiership have made the move. The RPA are part of that. There's the three stakeholders in English rugby are obviously the Premiership, the RFU and the RPA. So they've got a voice, but they are supported heavily financially by those other two, uh, the Premiership and the RFU. So Damon Hopley has done a fantastic job in building up the RPA and from scratch to where it is now. And it's a very harsh comment from the question, but like Jim said, it's small stepping stones towards ultimately, if you ask Damon Hopley, does he think the boys should be playing a lot less rugby? Of course he's going to say yes. Mm. But you look at the Premiership now, and this is why they're trying to hold on to the Premiership club Hold, owners are trying to hold on to as much as they can because last season 11 out of 12 Premiership clubs reported a loss only Exeter were, were in profit and there's been rumours that that was just uh, that was slightly debatable as well but the players the England players and all the stars like Farrell Itoji Elliot Daly Jack Noel all these superstars they're the assets of the clubs so if you strip them out and go to central contracts because that's what the Irish do the RFU how are they going to put a price on what is the value of all the assets all you've got to do is compare it to county cricket in, in this country. England cricketers are all centrally contracted. They never play county cricket. They might play one or two games a year. No one goes to watch county cricket. The, the actual county cricket game is in an absolute hole as a business, each and every one of them, because there's no bums on seats. There's not people watching the game because all the superstars, it's all geared around playing a ridiculous amount of test matches in the cricket season. Now, if you're a club owner, you're never going to release your assets for a price unless it's paying way over the odds. And the RFU haven't got the money to do that now. So it's a very difficult balancing act, but small steps are hopefully being taken and uh, the understanding that you just can't play the rugby, uh, the amount of rugby that they're playing now, um, that can't continue. So, And that's cricket. It. That's what, that's cricket. That's the saying, isn't it? It's just not cricket. Oh, was it? I thought it was <laughs> that was cricket. I was half asleep anyway. There, Cody. <laughs> I have no idea what was going on. The Premiership had the week uh, week off um, over the weekend, but the Guinness Pro 14 has been in action. Jim, what happened with Edinburgh? You, you guys blew a big uh, half-time lead, didn't you? What, who, who, what, we? You, oh, you're Edinburgh, aren't you? Hashtag always Edinburgh. Exactly, you've yeah. said that this year. I actually didn't watch the game. I was following it. They were winning 13-3 at half-time. Good against... 
The Italians, mate. Yeah, Zed The Poo. Italians. <laughs> Zed Poo. <laughs> Stop being horrible, sorry, mate. mate. We talked sorry. up the Italian teams, didn't we, Zed Poo? Not allowed to say that. And they lost 34-16. Um, you got, why you got some tissue paper? You need to wipe your bum, Goody, or what? <laughs> Goody's been handed uh, handed some tissue paper. You can, you can hit some too, mate. Is it a courtesy wipe? <laughs> is that why? We were chatting about that HQ. What? Courtesy wipes? Hey, uh, I was chatting to Mark Durden-Smith on the plane on the way back from Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. About how to wipe your bum, and we've had that conversation, which... Yeah, is this play on in Twitter HQ? Yeah, fine. And he, he, fine. he was chatting to his mate about it, and he said... And think, because of the, because of the podcast, or just because that's what they're talking well, about? Well, I'm going to say it's because they listen to it on the yeah, podcast, course, but his yeah. mate wants to design. You think about when you do wipe your bum. Apparently, you wipe it with one finger. Oh. When you wipe your bum, you just use one finger under the toilet paper to get okay. it clean. Uh, so he wants to design something that just goes over one finger to instead of just standard toilet paper. Anyway, we'll get away from that, but Mark Durden-Smith does think you're a weirdo for the way you wipe your bum. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, I've got bad shoulders. But let me tell you, so I was in the Air Cadets when I was younger. It was like proper. It was proper. And we used to go on proper excursion. What? Proper what? Proper. It was just proper loose. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, marching. And it was just, just, yeah, we did a bit of marching. It was proper loose. Now, it, they took us camping. I like a bit of camping. My dad was in the military. We went um, up the West Island Way, did the Penny Fan in Wales and stuff like that. Didn't spend much of the time with my dad. Don't like me. But one thing he did teach me, he taught me how to survive with what used to be these um, little food packs you get, like these... these uh, ration f- packs. Ration packs. Rat packs. And you know what they had in rat packs? They had like the food, like they had beans and stuff, and they were in uh, like little kind of metal compact compartments. And then you had like a bit of chocolate or whatever. Yeah, like tubes of cheese and Do you know stuff. what they used to, you know, you know what else you had in there to like to wipe your bum with? So you had like small bits of like tracing paper. And what you used to do, okay, uh, was basically you got a bit of paper and you used to have to put your finger through it, right? I know you can't, you can't see it. So you put your finger through it like that, small bit of tracing paper, a bit smaller than that. And you used to wipe your, your bum with your finger. With your finger, right? With <laughs> Where your finger. Are we going with this? Okay, and then in order to so you could, like clean it as much. So it, it was basically uh, using bits of paper like as rations, so you didn't use too many and didn't bulk up your bag. Your old man's having a laugh. At no, you, no, mate. mate yeah, my, my dad told me. Then the, the air cadet guy told me the uh, the chief scout or whatever his was, name it was. was proper. Yeah, and then you used okay, to it, and then you have to pull it out like that to wipe your finger, and then the little bit on the end you just have to cl- clean under your nail, and that was it. Then you used to eat the paper, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, that oh. bit obviously didn't happen, but yeah, yeah. So we used to do it like that in the in the cadets. Okay. <laughs> salute. You used to have to salute and stuff. God, I imagine uh, how, how cool we go I from looked. Talking about how rubbish Edinburgh were too. Uh, but bad yeah, weekend for uh, Scotland, though, wasn't it? Very bad weekend for Scotland. All right, mate. Glasgow well, lost as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, they can have these down weekends, can't they? There's not many up weekends, if we're being honest. Mate, it's nearly Six Nations, and we'll see what happens there, right? <laughs> again. Uh, yeah, so Glasgow lost again. So, mate, I didn't watch either of the games, I'll be honest. I told you it was family time this uh, the it weekend. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, you watched them, though, didn't you, Goody? <laughs> uh, do you know what? I saw the clip of the penalty, last play of the game, that Glasgow gave away. CJ Stander flies his shoulder nearly into someone's head. I mean, what does he need to do to get sent off? Right? Uh, he, he just well, he was under the chin, so he was all right. I reckon. Yeah. Peter O'Mahony, I think, wins the penalty, uh, and Scannell slots one from about fifty out. So yeah, uh, yeah you know, I was obviously devastated for Glasgow. Yeah. Who'd be your team? So if you had to support a Scottish team, would it be hashtag always Edinburgh? Or would it be Glasgow? I'd have to be Edinburgh because of Cockers. Oh, okay. So if you had a Pro Fourteen team, who would be your team? That's a good question, Jim. Like I'm Leinster, like just because I like you know Scarlets. Scarlets. Mm. Stephen right. Jones. Okay. A lot of times. Stephen Jones. Yours. Coached me for a couple of years, for was it two years at Wasp? Yeah, it was two Does years. Like you or not? I th- yeah, we do. We had some ding dongs as players against each other. We got a lot of respect for him. So and he's coached exceptionally well there since he's gone. Okay. And they play a nice brand of rugby that I could never have played, but I like to watch. Yeah. I'm Leinster, just born winners, eh? Just like myself. You know they actually don't like you. Yeah, they do. That's why they always come on the podcast. Do they prefer you or Devon Toner? 
What, what as a bloke or a player? Both. Well, I, I think I'd be a better bloke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was it. That, that was it. Uh, Leinster. Did you guys uh, catch the dead rubber bleeder slot in Japan? Did so. What, hang on. So I did what? I didn't even know they were playing again. So is this another one that they've just banged in there, or is this a uh, fish? It's, it's the third test. Yeah. Um, but they play it in Japan for money, and yeah. then they've got another test for money. For money. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then they've got uh, another um, another te- another test against Japan for money. I mean, so which is all the third stringers? So twenty three of the squad are coming over here uh, on Thursday and the rest will stay in Japan. The mixed veg. Oh, yeah, the poor, poor, poor this, buggers, this eh? Is, this is the thing, right? So New Zealand, everything's driven towards the All Blacks and they play dead rubber games like Australia and Japan and then they're playing Japan. And there's so many test matches that they play, but then you look at the actual club game or the super rugby sides, the numbers that are watching those games are down and down and down because everything's driven towards the All Blacks. So you, you, you transfer that to an equivalent model in England, Premiership Rugby just falls by the wayside because people won't watch it as much because all the internationals are just driven to play international rugby and that's where like you said the all blacks do it all for money and the actual heart of the game the club game that's built on you know getting to play for england just ends up disappearing because you know that's the way english cricket's gone with it and they stop talking about cricket that's why no central contracts but stop the guys playing as much rugby yeah the game's gone professional that's why do you see the stadium that they were playing in yeah how far away are you from the pitch? Andy Rowe, we ain't getting into stadiums, mate. I know we're in Twitter. It's because he, tweet, he tweeted about it and he just wants to get some more followers. <laughs> Take your binoculars if you're going to the World Cup. <laughs> Did, is that what you tweeted? Yeah, I, got, I got a few Did likes. you tweet? It was a high ratio likes. of likes for me. Three likes. Has he got three hey, it was, likes? It was good and Did you get any retweets or not? Yep, seven. Oh, my <laughs> Falau, word. Falau started at centre for Australia. Did you guys... Uh, it was one of the first... All, he doesn't very often start there at all. So you say that, but he wore 13 on his back, but they... He was at 15 a lot, and he was defending on the wing at times, catching high balls there. So they're, what they're trying to do is just get their best players on the field in various positions. And, you know, he, he was actually unbelievable in some facets of the game, but he gave the most ludicrous offload straight to Ben Smith for the, one of the crucial tries. Like, what are you doing? It wasn't even a 50-50. Even I thought that, Goody. Well said, Jim. I saw the offload. I was like, mate, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's all very well, you know, he scores a lovely try towards the end with a step and he cuts that line beautifully, but... Mate, Australia looked good physically, they did, but yeah. they were just like, mate, handling rubbish. Bowden Barrett through the legs. That was Rico nice. his try. Yeah. Oh, mate, can I, I've got some news. Can I say it? I've, I think I know the England team, so can I talk about oh, it? Oh, go on. Oh, yeah, I've got an inside source. I've been, I've been, Who's I've, your source? I, want to say, I can't tell you the source, can it's I? Jamie George. Do, right, do you want to know? Go, go on. on. Do you want to try and guess? Should we like play? Oh, not with you, Andy, because you don't know the players' Let's names. Let's play. But. Guess the team. So, front row. Tell me, quick. Front row, I would hope, is Hepburn. Yeah. So that is no, it isn't. No. So it's Ben Moon. It's Ben Mooney. Ben Moon starting. Ben Mooney, yeah. Uh, I'd hope it was Jamie George, but it's going to be Dylan Hartley. Yeah. Uh, and I'd hope it's Harry Williams. No. Sinclair. Sinclair starting. So this is all I've heard. B-Mac, welcome to the podcast, mate. London Irish's best player. Well. London Irish. Mate, the saviour. The saviour. Uh, we were just talking about the England team. So before we get onto your big game against, was it Cornish Pirates at the weekend? Indeed, yeah. yeah, we'll was get onto that. We're just talking yeah. about the England team. So I'm telling Goody, he, he, he was dying. Oh, no. for, he was dying for me to tell him before. Well, you're you're announcing the England team Th- right now. This is what I've heard in Twitter HQ. So let's get second rows: Maro and Cruz. No, no. It was meant to be. It was meant to be Cruz and Laws, but Laws hurt his back. Maro at six. Maro and Maro at, at six. So apparently they're looking at Charlie Alls in the second row. Maro's still at six. Maro's still at six, yeah. Eddie's clueless. Eddie, are you okay? Curry? Yeah, Curry at open side. Curry at open side. Ben Morgan uh, at ben eight. Ben Morgan at eight. You can't play a back. Bench there. You cannot play a back row 
I've Maratoji at six and Ben Morgan at eight. Okay. All right. Just not good. Enough. Mate, don't yeah. get angry. I ain't picking, I'm the, angry team. Now. I ain't picking the team. I'm angry. I ain't picking the team. Ben Young's at nine. Yeah, Ben Young's at nine. Please tell me Owen Farrell at ten. He's picked him as a ten. You have to pick tell me the ten, twelve, thirteen that you'd go for. I might I would, be talking I, complete crap here. But. I would go Farrell at ten, Tulangi at twelve. Oh no, Slade at twelve, Tulangi at thirteen. There, that's what I've heard. Ten, twelve, thirteen. I hope so. Farrell, Slade, Tulangi. Yeah, Dinglingers. Dinglinglings, Dinglinglinglinglingling. Johnny Ling. May, obviously. Yeah. I'd like to see Thocken and Singer, okay. but. I think he'll go Daly on the wing and Brown at fullback. Okay, so I've heard it is Daly at fullback. Yes. And my best mate, hell of a lad, shit lad, Chris Ashton on the wing. Is he? Yeah. It's all I've Picked heard. on form, though. He got a hat-trick in his only game of the season. <laughs> he has, mate. <laughs> yes, that's um, what I've so heard. So there you go. So the England team is Ben Moon, Dylan Hartley, Carl Sinclair. We're now saying Charlie Yules and George Cruz in the second row. Yeah. So well, I heard Stooky. Just so Stooky told you we started. Has he told mate, you that or not? Mate, I'm. Uh, I could be in, mate. I you can't know. start Elliot Stook. You cannot start Elliot Stook. No, I, I think Stooky's and play Mar- and play Marrow at six when you've got someone like Michael Rhodes. But this is this is Eddie Jones we're talking about here, yeah, mate. I know. I'm getting frustrated. Uh, is, he, is, is Eddie Jones at the point of a cowboy yet or not? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> not quite. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Anyway, onto the big game. BMAC, how was it? It's good to be on Twitter, isn't it? By the way, quickly. Who you're, sorted you're this well, out? You're welcome. Yeah, who sorted it? Did you hear who sorted this out? How yeah. do you know how you sorted this You've got like 4,000 followers, that's it. I was in Dublin and I was uh, on the plane. And a lad, you're above me in school, so also on the plane. This best be a good story. And that's not really a good story. I'm just saying <laughs> what happened. And basically, he, he walked over to me and goes, my people can help your people. And winked at me. <laughs> like I was that. like, what, what do you mean? Like He's like, my people can help your people. And Are we went, your people? You must be. How uh, um, was a big game anyway against Pirates at the weekend? You lost, didn't you? Nah, well, we were down to 13 men. Uh, Sounds like was. a lot of drama. Was that home or away? Home. In oh, Reading, yeah. Here we Jeez. go. How many people watching? It was a big crowd. Yep. Five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> five. Five or six. Five, five or six. <laughs> as many better followers as I have. Yeah. I love it. Top of the league though. Not lost yet, have you? Nah, nah. So we got our game in hand next week. Yeah. Who's we, that against? Jersey away. Oh, here we they, go. Here we go. They wouldn't go to Jersey because they couldn't get a hotel room. Yeah. What no. Do you mean? No hotels in the island. What do you mean there's no hotels on the island? Yeah. All hotels were unavailable. The Jersey festival was on. So, so what on the you bus fly in for the day and fly out? Couldn't. Couldn't work. Um, are you having a Guinness? No, no, I'm not. I don't, I'm, no, Professional I'm not. athlete. Yeah. Mate, I can put it in a Twitter mug. It tastes loads better. 24-hour pro. Okay, fine. fine. Things are good though, Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. yeah. Win this weekend and we're, I think, could be seven clear top, which would be nice. And Because loca- the closest rivals are Ealing, who you've beaten. Ealing at the moment. Nottingham are going pretty well. Yeah. After this week, goes into a, uh, the new Championship Cup for six uh, weeks. Oh, some, yes. Uh, six weeks of it? Six weeks in a row. So, so oh, you're yeah. you, you in America for four weeks? Frontliners just off you go? So all the... All the uh, no, 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 no. All the... Um, you play all the, all the pool stages straight away. And then it goes back into the league. 28th of December, the league, the league starts again. Mate, these guys get beasted, don't they? Mate, I've played in that league. Wow. Carver are going well. Of course Cov they are, are, mate. Yeah, they are. Yeah. On Sky yeah. TV at the weekend. It's a good atmosphere as well. Oh, mate, it's Cov, mate. They love it. I was ball boy at Cov when I was a kid. Were you? Yeah, yeah. I did it. Got used to get a Savloy sausage and chips. No. Savloy sausage. Boy, yeah, yeah. But you were in school and Cov. Yeah, you were, yeah we're just saying. Goody's mum, the eighth man, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was at um, Camden Court. Yeah, his mum was my teacher, and we were talking about. So I could member of Coventry Golf Club. She is. You've seen her up there, haven't you? Have indeed. Yeah. You saw Miss Good. Good swing yeah. on her. Good Lovely swing. Woman, yeah. Good, really good. Yeah. Who's the swinger? Really? She, she comes out. Jim, no. <laughs> Jim, you will not speak about my mother. Yeah, I don't like know that. how. Oh, he said swing. I didn't know what swings. <laughs> swing. Golf and cricket. Yeah, oh, my word, lads. There we go. Where have we gone with this? It's good to see you, by the way. Oh, cheers, B Mac. Have you blocked me on WhatsApp? 
Have I? Yeah. Well, what's, what's happened? I don't know because is when I WhatsApp him, his number doesn't, his um, picture doesn't come up. I only get one tick. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you DM me on Twitter, it just comes straight through, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, like you get the, the double blue tick. The double have, you, have you got a blue tick? Yeah, I do. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, Joe Simpson's in there at the moment. I can sort you out. Is it? He's in Twitter HQ. I can't do some. I do. So basically, any chance of a um blue tick? That's a great impression of Simo. God loves Simo, yeah. Mate, it's, all, it's always a disaster at Wasps, isn't it? We had Lawrence Dalio on last week. Yeah. So it's, it said it's capitulating there. Yeah. You no, know, Nathan Jim, Hughes Jim, is now Jim, leaving. Jim, Jim, wind your neck in. Why? Like, Lawrence was on the show last week, and he's like, Lawrence, so nice to hear your voice. And he was in back. <laughs> wasn't he embarrassing? Jim, you are absolutely full of it. Is Nathan Hughes leaving in a what? I believe Nathan Hughes is leaving. Why? Money. I've, I've heard Premiership Rugby are investigating Bristol. Uh, potentially for approaching there's this law I tweeted about it uh, again there's obviously the rule that says you cannot as a other club you cannot speak to someone that plays for another club in the premiership before 1st of Jan yeah but you know that that's I don't know what you're talking about mate no I don't know what you're on about but uh, I've heard Bristol have offered him half a million quid Mm, um, and you know fair play you you know you you take the opportunities in front of you Die Young I think has has said that we're pretty close to the wage cap he's had three pay rises since he's been over here and you know his value is to Bristol 500 grand it's not 500 grand Ross won't pay that for him because they don't see him being a 500 grand player Jim you were kind of coking a bag of crisps player weren't you no I was (laughs) way way into the 300s (laughs) dreaming (laughs) <laughs> Over five years. Over five years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, from the, the way it stands now, I think Nathan Hughes leaves, but uh, we shall see. They've got Fekatoa, supposedly. He'd be, I love Fekatoa. He's one of my favourite players. And Naholo. Waisaki. Yeah. Don't know really? what you're talking about. Supposedly. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, look at him. He's nodding his head. Imagine that. Waisaki Naholo in Cov. Oh, my God. Are you about to sing us a song, Andy Rowe? I'm just taking the mic off. Can you sing? Uh, not great. Oh, go on. I tell me ma when I go home, the boys won't leave, the girls are alone, they pull me hair and stole me calm, and that's alright till I go home. She is handsome, she is pretty, she is the belle of Belfast City, she is a king, one, two, three, I would you tell me who is she? Carry on. So you, you talked through the <laughs> <laughs> you talked through the England team before. Um, South Africa are going to be missing a few key players, Fafta Clerk, Willie LaRue. How do you guys see this game playing out? And I, I understand this whole test window scenario, and you know, obviously the South African team is going to be picked from players playing in South Africa because you're not released by your clubs. So you look at the Premiership cl- players; they can't play for South Africa this weekend. Yet there's no way in the world any of them are playing the Premiership Cup for their club team. You know, Scotland are going down to Wales to play Wales. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. In a game outside the window, but they can't pick. Like Dan Bigger can't play because it's outside the test window. It's for me, it's ludicrous. And you talk about this whole global season. And that's part of what the changes are, are trying to be made towards. I just don't understand why you can't let Fafta Clerk play. Because, you know, ultimately, if you're an England fan or you're an England player, you actually want to see, you don't want to see a South African team that if England win, then they go, well, we didn't have all our best players out because there's a regulation that states they can't play, even though they're actually not playing any rugby that weekend. Just let them play. It's frustrating. So, so what order do they got them I in? They've got South Africa this weekend, yeah. which they should win because South Africa we'll win that. haven't got the best. Beat them by 20. Then we've got the All Blacks. We'll beat them by 15. Then we've got Mate. Japan, we'll do them by 40. So arrogant, and then we'll we've got do them by 40. Then we've got Australia, we'll do them by 30. Happy this is days. why everyone hates. Eddie's, Eddie's the king again. Typical English, no, man, I think, bold I think, and arrogant. <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, oh, it's going to be tough. Call it then. I think we beat South Africa. I think the Twickenham effect and the fact that South Africa are missing four of their best players. Yeah. Uh, I think we just beaten by maybe six points. I think we lose to the All Blacks by 20. We beat Japan by... 
20 probably and then we always beat Australia so I think we probably win three out of four Eddie's okay yeah if we lose to South Africa first up which there's potential you know South Africa have had this renaissance under Erasmus then you're playing the best team in the world next up and there's no chance for beating the All Blacks no chance I, I can't see how we can beat the All Blacks without Billy and Mako and then you're playing Japan which ordinarily probably rotate the squad and play some of the mate that could be a banana imagine banana that skin. and then you're playing the Aussies and Michael Checker would love nothing more after all the pressure that he's been under last game of the season for the Aussies he'd love to rub Eddie's nose in the dirt as well oh, I so. can't wait I can't wait I think we I think we win two lose two I'd oh. like to hope we can win three and it would be a miracle if we won all four alright how do you see the Ireland teams going um, four from four you're beating the All Blacks it's going to be some game at the moment the way the, way the Irish I think Ireland will win oh, wait, the way the Irish players are playing the way Leinster are playing at the moment yeah we're going to win we're going to beat the All Blacks yeah. well, to, lose, to, lose, to lose beat them yeah but in uh, in the in, in in Dublin in the Aviva, <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they play Italy in Chicago this weekend. They sent the the mixed veg over there, haven't they? Yeah, they don't think Johnny's gone over there. Nah. Um, oh, I think they could beat the All Blacks. I'm way more confident that Ireland can beat the All Blacks than England. England can beat the All Blacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be a great game. It'll be an absolute banger. That I think Ireland going to win the World Cup. You said it here first, Jim. You said it here Not first. Scotland. We we're going to win the World Cup. Oh, oh, we, oh, so you're Irish now. Well, I've got a bit of my sister's born in Ireland. And Dev Towner, your relationship with Dev. Yeah, if Dev plays, it might struggle. <laughs> 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 Mate, I'm a big fan of Dev. Mate, he, he's you know he's he, he's improving every game. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Still not the finish. He's, he's not at the level I was when I was in my prime. Jim, but you he's never slowly. Made you, you never made your he, prime. Well, I did. I, I, I did. He's when? chipping away. When, at when it. was your prime? I'd say the last season I was on fire. He was coming, coming into off the bench for London Irish. You were coming into your prime. I was, yeah. That's why I looked the Irish so off the si- box. You did sign for London Irish. I agreed head to terms, but then, yeah. What's what did you Jim's hear? name like at London Irish at the moment? I don't Be know honest. G- genuine, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good lad. One top person boy. has mentioned your name to me, <laughs> and it was about the rugby pot. So Ireland going to win the World Cup? We're going to win the World Cup. When he didn't sign for him, I don't think they were bothered, were they? I just, yeah, I don't know. Well, they got relegated good the year after. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying that had much to do with me. You actually went there and did half a pre-season. Had a scrap with a load of the lads and then I left. I watched, <laughs> I watched pre-season. So you've got in, tried to lose 10k, put on five, <laughs> had a scrap with some of the lads and then left and then signed for Newcastle and got them relegated. Exactly. Are we just going to talk about the big games or not? Scotland? Yeah, we're going to get to Scotland. Well, Scotland, are you guys in favour of them playing outside of the it's a disgrace. window? This, this, game what, is abs- this game is an absolute disgrace. Why? It what's, shouldn't be a disgrace. What, what's the game called? It's for Doddy Ware, of course. Right. Yeah. And there's absolutely no money from the WRU or the SRU going to the Doddy Ware Foundation. Yeah, that's the awkward That's thing. what's a disgrace. Which I didn't realise until this week. They're going around with some buckets and asking the fans for more money. Well, hold on a minute. Just give, just get something like a pound a ticket. Yeah, I think they end up will doing something. I think the They'll pressure's to, on them now, but it doesn't look ludicrous. good. Yeah, it doesn't look good. I think one thing I should mention in the Scotland Rugby Union's favour is they have done a hell of a lot for Doddy, and he'll oh, be the they first. Have. They have. Hmm. They've done a lot, you know, um, with the charity he's associated. His charity is associated to the union's charity. You know, the time, and the resources that they've put in. And Doddy's charity is doing really well, like it is. But I'm the same with you. Like, it's disgraceful that, you know, the, the, the game's being named after Doddy. Uh, I think they're making a cup as well, aren't they? It's, the, the, it's the, called the Doddy Weir yeah, Cup. Yeah, but I think, you know, mm. and he, he's been involved in that process. I think they will. They've got the, yeah, you can't. I mean, you've got two, I mean, both Scotland Rugby Union and the Welsh Rugby Union make a, make a bit of dollar. Well, and the profits that they posted last year were... So Huge. yeah, they were yeah millions. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about mate. Both of them are doing really well, and I think they end up will. But it's it's sad that the, the pressure's coming externally now because, like you said, the game's outside the window. It's for Doddy. It's for an amazing cause, an amazing charity, amazing person. But it's not for the charity. It's 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 the Doddy Wear Cup. 
Yeah. They're not doing anything for the charity except for raising, raising awareness. awareness. Yeah, I but know. Yeah, I know. And, and the reason for playing these test matches outside the test window is purely financial. Yeah. So why aren't they supporting Doddy Weir if you're making it about Doddy Weir? For me, it's crazy. And it, it's not a good thing for rugby to go down that route, you know, using a charity to... Uh, ultimately, they've probably marketed it in a, in a way of the Doddy Weir Cup. It's, People are yeah, going to pay to go to the game for that, that reason. Exactly. Every time Scotland seemed to announce a squad, Jim, that we discover new people that we didn't really know were Scottish. Exeter's Sam Skinner. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett's new Kiwi, Blade Thompson there as well. Yeah, good player. So you call him a Kiwi. But he's, he's Scottish, mate. What are you on about? Yeah, okay, yeah, he's Scottish. <laughs> yeah, they've been Scottish as Jim is Scottish. Well, it's worked in the past, hasn't it? With they're called project players. That's what they want to call them. And I think initially, a lot of the players, you know, that your hard out Scottish players, your Greg Laidlords, Stuart Hoggs, guys who are Scotland till they die, Braveheart, William Wallace, you know, your Jim Hamiltons and stuff, who are diehards. You know, we we questioned these project players. You just couldn't play. You weren't good enough for England. So well, that, thought, that's what they said. What that's what, what they said. But I remember John Hardy, for example. So I mentioned that we talked about it on the podcast before. 2015 World Cup that I should have went to, but I didn't get picked to go to. And I ended up throwing my toys out the pram and retiring from international rugby. Is that because you didn't shake Vern's hand in the morning? Yeah, and all that all that story that went uh, made front, front page news. They brought John Hardy in, who never heard of, unless you've watched rugby in New Zealand. And they brought him in the middle of training for the 2015 World Cup and threw him straight into the squad. And he ended up going ahead of John Barkley to the World Cup. And all the lads were like, this is ridiculous. Played like, well, though, didn't he? But you look at it, mate, he was amazing. He was, he, And I think John Barkley will, will agree that he, he was a quality player and he benefited that Scotland team and potentially could have took them to the semi-final if the referee didn't have a nightmare um, and would have played against... You know, they played against Australia in that. So it has worked. You know, you've seen in the past with guys like Nathan Hines, you know, myself in that in that mix as well. Scotland, I mean, Bergen, who's been playing tight head as well. He's, he, he's a Kiwi. I'm trying to think of other names. Hit, hit me with some more. Hugh Jones. Hugh Jones. Yep. Hugh Jones. You know, Scotland aren't in a position where they can choose all homegrown talent, are they? They've got to look at these project players. But look, England have done it. Trying to define someone's nationality, and we've spoken about it before, is difficult in this modern game. So uh, Scotland can look elsewhere. They have to because they haven't got the player pool. You know, so the strength isn't there. So they've got guys like Scott, Scott Johnson. They've got scouts. Roy Lawson's involved in that, the former Scotland scrum half, in looking at players that have been on Scotland on holiday or they own a Scotty dog. And <laughs> <laughs> get so them you, in. you could be an ambassador then for Scottish rugby. Might I could do. And go hunting around the world with rugby yeah, for do. players with any Scottish blood in them. Mate, there's a, there's a job they, there. Will they not start, do, start doing what Ireland, what Ireland does and like bring Stander over and then go three years' time? Changing the yeah, they did that with Tim Visser. So Tim Visser was another one, the Dutch winger. Mate, they will do. That's exactly what they're doing. So. Park, the scrum half from Leinster, I think he's Irish qualified. Yeah, exactly. Time. Everyone's got to do it now. It's become, the world has become international. But, you know, Scotland <laughs> still have an old school element and there was a funny story, actually. So you, <laughs> Greg Laidlaw was like, I'm not hearing it, I'm not hearing it. Like, they, you know, they, he wanted to know about the, he's, he's not having it. Okay. Um, that he wanted to have guys go up and, and, and talk about their Scottish heritage. Or, William Wallace, Braveheart. Exactly, yeah. And it was so funny. So Kieran Lowe, good friend of ours, good friend of the show. I remember we were in Glasgow on a training training camp and <laughs> he's had to get up in front of the group and he's had to explain why he's Scottish. And he says, I've no, way, no idea why. I came here to see my grandma once. <laughs> That's what he said in front of the guys. Greg Laidlaw Went down like a and the old ding a ling a ling was absolutely fuming. But, you know, there is. I think that guys got to come in and embrace it, haven't they? You get an opportunity. Sam Skinner, for example, they've been looking at him. I know they've been talking to him over the last couple of years. They've been now watching him at Exeter. And I think this is where the game is now. There's absolutely no difference between Scotland doing it, England do it, Brad Shields, 
I know what you're going to say. Um, you're looking at him. And the Kiwis, they started it. They go to the islands and they just scoop up all the best players mm. from Samoa, Tonga, Fiji. It's you Kiwis that started it. Um, Arrogant Kiwis. Should we look at some social media questions? Yeah. Ben Bacon has tweeted in, which player from your playing days got away with the most illegality on or off the pitch? Neil Back. Well, that's the most high-profile one. Neil Back on and off the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember playing at Leicester days. You, wherever you played away from home, it'd be so, the crowd would be chanting, same old Leicester always cheating. The Backy was the best one at getting away with cheating. And, you know, you go back to... The Heineken Cup final, as it was called then, with a hand of back in the scrum against Munster. Backy slaps the ball out of Stringer's hand, it goes into the scrum, we win the scrum against the head and end up winning the game. And yeah, those little things are things you remember throughout your career. Jim, you used to cheat a lot and, and not get away with it. So yeah, you, yeah, that's you must right. have had Shane I'd, Jennings was good at it as well. Genocide was good, wasn't he? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, my, the, where I f- felt most hard done by was when we played Argentina. Say we, Scotland, played Argentina in the World Cup in 2011. We were in Wellington. Close game. I got about three turnovers. <laughs> around the breakdown but lying start again but yeah. no mate it's true mate, but, <laughs> mate I started <laughs> uh, started did a line out uh, Albacete's gone up absolutely butchered the line out so instead of me catching it I've knocked it on I've knocked it into Kelly um, I've knocked it into their scrum half's hands their scrum half's put a massive box kick up Ch- it's been chased and Kelly Brown's been absolutely banjoed um, and he had to go off injured but anyway uh, do you remember um, Rudy Jackson or Dan Parks going to take a drop kick Contipo- Wayne Barnes is a referee Contopomi is about 40 metres offside. offside. Yeah, I remember it actually. At the end, of, and we would have won the game there. If it had gone over. If it had gone over, but I mean, it would have gone Rory over. Rory Jackson's never getting that. I've, I've, Mate, I've played with him. Contopomi's <laughs> 10 metres yeah. offside. And I missed the tackle for Argentina to score as well. So <laughs> I was I was desperate. Do you remember it? I was desperate more than I've ever been in my whole life for the drop kick to go over. <laughs> and I was just livid. With Wayne he was Barnes. miles offside. He's got to give a penalty there. But we should get him on the pod and talk about it. He'll deny it, Wayne yeah, Barnes. He would blame me. So, yeah, that's, that's it. So, Connor Pomey's had the biggest effect on my life, I think. Another tweet's come in. RH Rugby, serious question for Jim. What's it like for an English-born, raised player with an English accent playing for Scotland before a Calcutta Cup match? Is it awkward when Scottish players are slating the English? You've got to remember, I'm probably the wrong man to ask. I grew up. In a kilt, I was li- I lived in a kilt for, for, for a lot of the time. You know, my dad, my dad's Scottish. Um, the games moved on a lot. So initially, when I first made my debut in two thousand and six, there probably was more of the old school in terms of the Scotland hate the English. My dad was a passionate Scotsman who basically said, "Whatever I do in my career, just make sure I beat the English." I never did. Did your dad? Speak with a Scottish accent. Yes, he did. Oh. Yes, he did. Proper Scottish. Proper accent. Scottish. Glas- Glaswegian. Celtic and he, or Rangers. Uh, Rangers. And he ha- hated the English. Obviously, I grew up in England, singing the national anthem of England. Loving life. Mate, but, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I grew into that position, but I think for some guys, it would have been weird. But it's like Michael Rhodes. You know, if Michael Rhodes plays against South Africa, for example, mm. on Saturday, how weird is that going to be for him? Because he's South African until he dies. Yeah. You know, like, he's lecker, you know? He's proper. Like, he's me bo- he, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's like saying Oaks and Butchie and is Butchie, Butchie's all right, is it? Boyke. Yeah, Boyke, Butchie. So, I don't know. No, it, it was a little bit weird at first, I'll be honest. But then, you know, when you play 10 games against England and don't win one, it just got to the point where I wanted to fucking beat him as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Tough gig for you, eh? Gloop has tweeted in. Who? Gloop. Is it at Gloop? Yeah. What do you bench? I bench donuts. Get them off my chest and straight into the mouth. That, there we go. 
Jim, when was the last time you'd done bench press? Clearly? I can't, mate. I've bad like, shoulders. I know, yeah, I know you've got bad <laughs> shoulders. When was the last time you like pushed anything up? I do. Uh, do you know what I do a lot, actually? Yeah, tell me. Uh, lie on the floor at home. Yeah. And bench press the girls. Are you trying to make me feel bad? Well, I just played my kids, so you don't need to go to the gym to do bench press, is what I'm saying. Um, what did you bench at your This is a peak? question to you, Jim. Uh, my best was 150 for one rep max. You are talking rubbish. You, at, Worcester, at Worcester Warriors, one rep max, 150. Well, yeah, that you had a big belly, so, so you bounced it, it off. Bounced yeah. it off and up it went. Bounced it off. My, my, my one rep max was about 150 as well. Mm. Nah, not with those arms. Yeah. Two noodles. Strong as an ox, mate. No, mate. So now yeah, I, do, I do dumbbell true. bench press. I do dumbbell bench now. What do you think a dumbbell bench for five? 15. Each arm. Each arm. No more than 40 kilos. No 50 chance. kgs. Absolute lies, Jim. 50... I for swear five. on my life, 50 kgs no for five. How many chart. sets? Three sets of five. You've got I a could, pigeon I could, chest. I could, I could probably do six sets of five. I'd probably do, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. As many as you want. 15. I think he meant 15. No, no. Mate, I'll get a, we'll get a video of it. I ain't bothered. I'll, I'll post it as, long as, as long as Periscope goes out and I get more followers. But Who spots you? I, I do 50 kgs on my own. I don't. I go to gym on my own and do, do them that. You do. The, the women are going wild. like They're watching. <laughs> he's just dreaming, like, isn't he? Know, 50 kgs. He struggles with numbers, Jim. He's a terrible master. Should we have a look at the rumour mill? Oh, please. You guys got any rumours floating around at all? Oh, the big one we spoke about was Nathan Hughes to Bristol potentially half a million quid. I can see it happening. And, you know, I don't think Wasps will go above what they rate him as um, value for money. How much does he play? You, you know, sound quite bitter about it as well. No, no, no. I, listen. Every player, I was the one player that you know I went to a lot of different clubs for money, um, and I probably always signed the biggest contract that was on the table. So, which one out of all your clubs like, paid you the most in a year? Over a calendar year, well, over a season. <laughs> Well, it depends if you're talking about relatively per month or... Just in a season? In a se- whole set brief. How much? I don't know. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard a few rumours about the England job. I mean, it's not going to surprise you, the people they're talking to. Rob Baxter. Yeah, Baxter, Gatland. I, I mean, what a, what a statement to make. We're, we're going to look now. How does anyone know oh, what's going to happen? Listen, this time last year, everyone was saying, oh, Eddie Jones could be the Lions coach. Now, they're like, mm, we need to find someone to replace it. I can tell you they need to find someone, mate. Well, it'll go to the that. World Cup, and I think that'll be it then. Yeah. So, Gatland. Can't see it. Um, I'd like it to go to someone like Rob Baxter. Um, uh, the, the, oh, yeah, uh, Steve Hansen. Talking to Steve Hansen as well. Rumour, apparently. There's no chance. Can you see that? No chance. No chance. Steve no chance. Wait, Lang- would, oh, Lancaster come back? No I've heard Lancaster as well, through the grapevine. Dave Rennie, leaving Glasgow, potentially. Asking for big dollar. Yeah, can't He's see been that. touted about at Leicester or going to the All Blacks, Dave Rennie. You've also got to think got? about, when, when you talk about this, does that person actually want the job? Because it's, yeah, in terms of the pressure, the very different environment that you work in, from a club coach to being the England coach, and I don't think there hasn't been an England coach that's had the job and then... Moved on to better things. Yeah, well, exactly. You, yeah. You, you know you're getting sacked at some point, right? Yeah, you're getting sacked in the morning. Well, and that's the thing. So, you know, England, you're under pressure. You get a four-year deal. You could be gone after two. Yeah, and but then where do you go as yeah. a coach? And that's what all these coaches actually think about. Is it some coaches jump in and, and take a job without experience and then they get their fingers burnt? Yeah. Yeah, and you can think of some examples, you know. Nick Kennedy got the director of rugby role at London Irish. Well, he decided treated to leave. A, Well, yeah, he, he got, got treated, treated in a way that wasn't for me what director of rugby should have yeah. been for a guy that's given he found, well apparently time. Nick Candy finds out Declan Kidney being Declan Kidney or Les, Les Kiss has been showing houses around the area yeah and it, it, it is Declan so. Kidney being who's there isn't it yeah Declan Kidney yeah, yeah Kidney being uh, but yeah I was, I'm only saying because Rob Baxter rang me and just told me to get his name out there so we can boost <laughs> up his contract I've given him advice I said I probably wouldn't take the England job but he wants his name thrown in there Poison Chalice that yeah Ebenezer Beth I know how much he wanted how much 850 he's talented about for that's how much he wants. Mate, I don't think he's going too long. But 
Tolifu has gone too long. Mm. Saracen Tucker. He's not played at that. No, point, I don't know why. He's, I don't he's, know. He's, he's, he's good. He's a yeah, wrecking ball. He's a beast, but I don't know. They just they, they, it takes a lot for the coaches to trust players. He's not been given a shot at all. He's fitted well to their culture, but. Just before we get into the goo, the bad and the ugly, uh, we're putting on regular live shows with Guinness and pubs across the UK and Ireland this season. We've got one in London this week with Leicester and England prop Alice Genge joining us. The next one's in Cardiff on the 21st of November, so check out vbright.co.uk for all the details if you're interested in coming along. Goody, good, bad, the ugly. Yeah, a few good bits this weekend. Um, we'll start off with one of my old clubs, Newcastle, and Zach Kibberigi on his birthday. Uh, hat-trick yesterday. Anyone see the game? Do you see Adam Radwan's wheels absolutely destroyed Ollie Woodburn on the outside? I saw it. Imagine that, winger on winger, and you get absolutely rinsed. And then five minutes later, Ollie Woodburn's walking around holding his hamstring. Smart. Very well. Smart. This is for his, yeah. his first game back. First game back. Radwan's wheels, absolutely ridiculous. Um, bit of Pro 14. The Cheetahs got their first win, Jim, of the season. Yes, they did, yeah. Uh, big win for them. Rory Scannell uh, for Munster. His 55-metre kick to beat Glasgow. Where else should we go? I saw the best bit of play I've seen for a forward in a long time. Census Johnston at the weekend. I had a bit of a half break for Racing 92. Makes the break. Fullback's coming up. Puts a grubber kick in for one him off to score. Tighter prop in a size 4XL shirt. Putting a grubber kick in. Uh, one him off scores. Brilliant bit of skill. Let's go. A bit of, bit of Premiership Cup rugby. And Joel Kapoku. Yeah. First game for Saracens gets man of the match. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at it now. I gave him man of the match. Exactly, Jim. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you know how to create decent second rows. Like I do, you? mate. Yeah, basically. I was rubbish and then they came through. <laughs> so before you say it. But I coached him. Did you really? He's going to be awesome, mate. Yeah. Guaranteed. I mean, I, co- I commentated on him for the in England on 20s World Cup final uh, in the summer. There's no way he looks... 20 years old, 19, but he looked about 35 already. Yeah, he? yeah he's a he's a big old unit. He spent, yeah. was he spent a year in the gym or something? A year in the gym, they trained him. Yeah, well, he's got calves like me, but he's uh, one for the future. He certainly so, is. But he's there. Uh, and then let's go. A bit of rugby championship, New Zealand doing what New Zealand do, uh, just taking the Aussies apart, being really clinical towards the end. Bowden Barrett's through the legs, ball to Ioani for the try. Um, another old club of mine had a good weekend. A big shout out to Nick Easter, the Sharks on the Cove. Is he there now? Is he? He's coaching the Sharks. Right. Um, he's oh, I saw the picture with the cigar. Yeah, the like, three month stint is now over for him. He takes another medal uh, as a coach back to. He comes back to England, but the Sharks won down at Western Province uh, in the Curry Cup. The last one, and this is completely away from the, prem, the professional game. The Good this week uh, is going to uh, Salisbury. RFC. Duncan Grocock uh, has been in touch to tell us that he was playing for Salisbury RFC at the weekend and was knocked out cold in a mall and had a fit on the floor playing against Wimborne and the Wimborne guys put him in the recovery position and got help very fast so now he's okay and potentially saved him from much more serious damage. So this week the good goes to Wimborne Rugby Club Wow! and all their players for helping out Duncan Grocock. The bad quite a few bad things. Start off with my old favourite bad too long mate leave them no mate come talk on about seriously them. mate I'm genuinely worried that we've got to talk about them mate, uh, they they're going to come over they've got a supporters group that are coming over they have I don't genuinely know. Tell them where I live. Mate, what, what's going on with you well, they've lost Just again they've lost at home to well, La Rochelle yeah. so you've got, to, you've got to out them shambles they've won two out of ten games this year so that was pretty bad losing at home Edinburgh letting a 13-3 lead and a 13-point lead slip at one point to get hammered in the second half mate, by Zebra leave it seriously that ain't that bad is it Getting hammered by Zebra away is awful. Uh, what else about Courtney Laws? We haven't spoken about Courtney Laws. He's out with a bad back because he slept in a bed that was too small for him on the Portugal training camp. Jim, you must have had a bit of that in your well, time. Well, I've slept probably Fish in the same bed. Fish, Fish finger bed, mate. You should get on with it, Courtney. <laughs> His back's gone. These modern-day rugby players, bad back, get on with it, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's pretty bad. Um, 
What else is bad this week? Liam Squire's hair. Anyone see that? No, that's more ugly than bad, isn't it? Oh, for me, that's bad. Because we'll come to the ugly later. It's horrendous. Um, that's pretty bad. Uh, but for me, uh, the bad this week goes to the EPCR Disciplinary Committee uh, dealing with the Alex Lozofsky case. He was suspended for an illegal clear out and given a two week ban, uh, which they extended to not include the Premiership Cup game for Saracens at the weekend, which meant had he have missed that, he could have then play for England. But they took that one out of the equation and said the South Africa game, you banned for that. So effectively gave him a three week ban instead of a two-week ban, which he appealed uh, not only over the verdict, but over the decision to extend it, and it was all overturned. The EPCR then come back and appealed the decision to dismiss a dangerous tackle. Yeah. So now he doesn't know whether he's banned. He's got to have another hearing. No one knows what's going on. The EPCR look an absolute shambles for it in terms of disciplinary procedure. And these are things that we've been talking about with players getting banned for high hits and who's in and who's out, who's got a six-week ban. Bastero how he only got a five-week ban for assault. Chris Ashton got a seven-week ban for a, a dump tackle. Just crazy. So this week, the bad goes to the EPCR disciplinary committee and the handling of the Alex Zosky case. And then the ugly, only one ugly thing to talk about. We mentioned it earlier, uh, and I hope it gets changed off the back of this podcast, off the back of being named ugly. But it's all about the Wales versus Scotland game at the weekend. WRU and the SRU uh, calling the game the Dolly Weir Cup, but not giving any of the proceeds from the game to the MND charity uh, that the great man Dolly Weir has put all his time and effort into uh, to fund research to try and find a cure for MND. So, the ugly this week goes to the WIU and the SIU. Get your hands in your pockets and donate some money to Dolly's foundation. We agree on something, Goody. We do. We do. Thanks, Goody. And have you got a shout-out as well? I do. A big shout-out to uh, a huge fan of the podcast, Arthur Cartwright, who... Turned 18 last week. Uh, he's broken his neck uh, playing rugby about a month ago. He's a big fan of the podcast. Uh, unfortunately, he's paralysed down one side at the minute. Um, so, Arthur Cartwright, I hope you had an amazing 18th birthday. I uh, hope you do really well in your recovery. Good friends with Ed Jackson now, so take inspiration from Jacko. Uh, any help that all your friends, family and everyone can give you, I'm sure is there right now. So, big shout out to you. Um, hope you improve pretty quickly. Thanks, Gertie, and thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and check out our Superfans monthly subscription service on patreon.com forward slash the Pod. Thanks, thanks to Twitter for thanks having us. Twitter, thanks for having us. Rugby Pod. Pod, pod, pod. <laughs>